This is Self Guided, the podcast for real self-empowerment, where I share the wisdom that I've collected as a feminine embodiment coach. It's everything that's helped me and my clients get off the addictive cycle of finding a flaw within yourself to fix and instead step into radical self-acceptance. Because honestly, we were never broken. Please enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the first season of Self-Guided. Today, I am expanding on last week's podcast where I spoke about a self-guided approach to self-development. By this time, inviting you to consider how you can support yourself even more by using the skill of deliberate constraint. In all things self-development, what you consume and who you consume it from matters immensely because what you're consuming is finding a place to reside in your mind and body, always. That makes it quite necessary to notice your felt experience as you take in all of the latest from the gurus, the coaches, and mentors, including me, so that you can still benefit from learning from others while being self-guided. It's choosing to have constraint and discernment ahead of time. Let's look at the idea of consumption first. Consuming is anything that you ingest in some way. So whenever you're watching a workshop, listening to a podcast, reading a book or a blog, attending a mastermind, you are consuming. What you are taking in will be taken in both consciously and unconsciously. The conscious stuff, I'm not too worried about. I'm aware that I'm taking it in. I see that it's there. If I ever want to look at it or discard it, I know it's there. The unconscious stuff, that's what I want to place boundaries around, safety precautions, if you will. I do that because the unconscious is hidden and yet, yet it has a way of affecting me and I don't even know that it's there or where it's coming from. For that reason, I like to make conscious decisions regarding my consumption even or especially when it has to do with self-development because on the surface, it's for my own good, but maybe some of it just isn't. So the decisions I like to make quite deliberately are how much I want to consume, why I want to consume, and whose voice I'm paying attention to. And just to let you know, you don't have to take any of these questions down. If ever you want to refer back to any of the questions that I provide in any one of the podcasts, there are show notes. And you can find the link to that wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast from. Let's start at the beginning. How much are you consuming lately? If you were to look at the last two weeks or so, how many podcasts have you listened to? How many workshops have you attended? How many books have you read or listened to? How many social media posts have you read? Does the number surprise you? So much of it is done when we're not really thinking about it, especially that social media input. And I'm not saying consuming is bad, not at all. Just take inventory and decide, is that what you want to spend that amount of time doing? If yes, carry on. If no, explore the changes you would like to make 
going forward. I like to start this inventory by seeing how much I am consuming consciously because it seems to be a bit easier for me to track. As an example, I am currently taking a continuing education course. It's about four hours per week. And so I would write that down. That's part of that. I'm also on a personal journey that's super fun where I use structure as a loose guide for personal contemplation. Each section has a few recordings. So that's probably about an hour to two hours per week. So I would keep doing this exercise until I've exhausted at least what I'm aware of, of how much I'm consuming for self-development. For the less obvious inputs, I get a little bit um, more creative at figuring it out. So for example, when I'm on Instagram, I can pretty much count most of that time as unconscious ingestion of self-development input. Because for me, and doesn't mean that's the case for you, but for me, the accounts I follow on Instagram are about 90% fellow coaches or people I admire who I'm also learning from. Once I'm on Instagram, if I don't pay attention, it becomes more like zoning out. So that's why I put it in this particular category. On another platform, I probably wouldn't count it because I know I'm following mostly comedians, let's say. So this is just an example. And again, use this exercise how you believe would be most useful for you. Once you have that tally, ask yourself self-reflective questions and answer them from the mind. But also, what are you noticing as felt sensations when you take in that tally, when you see what it looks like? Don't forget that the information from your body, what it is sharing with you is just as important as what your mind reasons. Leaving all judgments at the door, some good questions to ask yourself would be, what's coming up for me when I see how much I'm taking in? All things being equal, is this how I would like to continue spending my time? What am I being called to adjust at this time? And do remember, I say at this time because your decisions, you're completely allowed to change them as you adjust and self-reflect over time. Now, after you've become aware of your current consumption, the next step is to consider your intention. What is driving you to consume self-development materials? What's your intention for listening to someone's podcast, for instance? Is it to get some ideas? Is it to have something to respond to? Is it because you don't trust yourself to come up with your own answers? Is it to better understand something or a concept? Is it because you're lost and you're hoping to find your way? Whatever it is, it's important to be transparent with yourself about your reasons. These reasons color the experience, always. Without knowing them, you are allowing, maybe not on purpose, but you are allowing someone else to decide the direction that they will steer you towards without your explicit consent. Take my podcast, for example the one you're listening now. While I hope that you are listening for reasons that are right for you, I always have an intention behind my work. That intention is to help you tap into self-empowerment and be self-guided. That means that my shares will sow seeds of my intention, no matter how careful I am about adding self-reflection questions for you all along the way. I insert these interjections to make sure that you are checking in with yourself as you consume my work. 
if you're not clear with your intention, it's much easier for the other person to choose for you. So decide. Be the one in the driver's seat of why you're taking in the input, whatever its form, in self-development. The intention is completely up to you and it has no morality. One reason is better, more moral than another. It is right if it is yours and you are in integrity with you. What's interesting about setting your intention or intentions is that in itself, it serves as a filter. You will have purposefully given your brain a direction. Yes, sometimes other things sneak in, but much less than when you don't give instructions to your brain. I'm certainly not saying that you have to have full defense gear on in order to prevent every single input. What I am saying is that this right here serves as a very good safeguard while keeping you open to receiving what you do want to receive. In my experience, whenever I've done this, I've noticed that while I consume the thing, my brain will offer a lot more questions about the material that I'm hearing or reading I'll more naturally take pauses and check in with myself about my experience of the material. When I don't set an intention, I often don't do these things. Remember, when it comes to intention, you can choose from anything in the world. This can be an actual goal, like the SMART goals that your gym teachers had you make in gym class, or it can be an energy with which you approach it such as a statement or mantra. Here's one of mine that I've used. I am open to diving further into such and such a topic. And with that new information, I will choose what is correct for me based on my felt experience. Notice what kind of filter that creates that my brain has the direction to sort of look for and filter while I'm consuming. Once you've decided how much and why you want to consume, then consider who you want to have in your ear. Clearly, I am thinking podcast, but feel into this question however you like to consume. I don't want to overwhelm you with all of the questions that you could ask yourself and all the things that you could consider, but I will take a second to give you some of my biggest considerations so that you can see if they resonate with you as well. A little context first of how I formulated and why I formulated my questions this way. I desire to listen to people who share the same values as I do. They may have a different approach, but if the values are similar, then I am safeguarding myself a little while being open to the new information with curiosity. I've mentioned a lot of these things in the podcast already, so it should come as no surprise. The minute that I realized how important this was for me, that values be aligned, I was faced with something I wasn't expecting. And that's that I had outgrown or was no longer interested in the teachings of certain schools of thought or certain people that I had once really looked up to. So let's pause here. What is coming up for you when I say that? Some of what came up for me was a worry that I might have to say goodbye to teachers or mentors because they showed me their values and they simply don't match mine anymore. Well, you don't have to stop. You can keep listening to them. Actually, you can keep listening to them while knowing that you may have to exercise more caution when listening to them or more introspection to see what was ingested that maybe you didn't want to 
because they may be different from your values and create an internal conflict of sorts. Okay, so I know I promised you some of my considerations and we will get to that. But first, I really want to address the questions I had to ask myself here first that then allowed me to have space for those other questions that I promised when I noticed that some of those teachers and mentors simply did not have the same values and that that was important to me. I had to really ask myself some questions. So I'm offering you those first. Why am I afraid of letting them go? What do I gain from continuing to listen to them? What am I giving up when I listen to them? Again, I'm reflecting on this primarily through my lens and the main ways that I consume self-development is through podcasts and books, hence my references, but make this applicable to your abilities and preferences. Again, this is another decision where your choice is valid, no matter what it is, because there isn't one option that's more elevated than another. Sometimes I choose to listen to someone that I disagree with to help stretch my own perspective. Sometimes I choose to watch someone because they're the only ones talking about a topic. Sometimes I choose to read the work of someone who deeply resonates with where I am on my journey now. All valid, all intentional. Let's go back to those questions I promised. Who are you paying attention to? Next time that you listen to the work of someone in this space, consider pausing partway, like while you are in the experience and ask yourself these questions. What is my felt experience of being in this person's energy? How do I feel about myself as I listen to them? What do I notice in my body right now? I expect this to hit differently for everyone. For some, it can be confusing now because you might think, So much is at risk and that now you have to know what is your right way to do this. I think you already know who you want to continue to listen to and who you don't. The moment that you feel off, that's a really great clue. When you feel off while listening to someone, that's your body signaling you. What do you think your body is trying to tell you? What I want now for you is to be able to recognize red flags in a mentor. Here are some of the red flags that I'm currently looking at when I really consider who I want to listen to. Some red flags are they minimize experiences of others or oversimplify, meaning there's just no nuance in their work. When you question aspects of their work, They don't answer or explore other ways, but rather absolve themselves without taking any responsibility and likely turn it around on you. And if I'm honest, I simply feel worse about myself after listening to this person. These are my red flags. I'll really let you settle into what may have come up for you, tap into whatever realization you're having in the moment. And let me offer you the opposite now. What do I actually seek? What are the green flags that I'm looking for? The green flags I'm looking for are that they, this person, they invite me to look for 
for my own answers, even when their way seems logical. The nuance in their body of work recognizes the complexities of the human experience. And I feel empowered and closer to self after I've listened to it. This this may seem like more work for you. And if you've consumed unintentionally for most of your life, it might be daunting to try a new way. The beauty in this approach is that it's easier to decide ahead of time than it is to deal with unconscious accumulation later on. We can all benefit from not staying in the disillusion that we're always being discerning because so much happens without our knowing or our approval. This approach helps you to be more aligned with your own values. From how much you consume to why you consume, and who to consume self-development goodies. This is one way that you can still enjoy being in the self-development world and be self-guided. So I leave you with one last self-reflective question. How can you support yourself in taking your next small step in being a little more self-guided here? What has supported me has been this approach of tapping in with my body as I consider how much I want to consume, setting my intention before I begin, and being deliberate on who I let in. And as always, my physical body, my emotional body, my mental body, and my energetic body, they have a lot of wisdom that I can rely on to assist me in making those decisions. I do hope that this was helpful to you, wherever you are on your journey. Until next time, love to each and every one. If you're new to feminine embodiment or want to know how to better tap into your body's wisdom, I've got just the resource for you. I created the Is This For Me guide to help you find out exactly how your body is speaking to you and letting you know if something is a full body yes or not. You can grab the guide at dominicvandal.com slash links. That's D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-V-A-N-D-A-L dot com slash links. L-I-N-K-S. That's right, with an S. And guess what? The guide is specifically designed to see if a program, course, or coach is for you. And let's be real. You can use this guy for everything. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with me.